What up, everybody? Just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody who has supported Lockdown Universe for the past three years. I really appreciate you. And if you've been thinking about a way to support, but you didn't have $1.99 to support for each month, that is okay. If you want to just buy me a coffee, there's an option for you to just buy me a coffee inside the description of each episode moving forward. So just highlight that, put it in your browser. You can go right there and buy me a coffee or two or three. I like coffee. Who doesn't? And I would really appreciate it. And it would keep me awake enough to make more podcasts for you guys. So uh, I would appreciate that and just wanted to let you know. Thanks for that. And thanks for supporting the podcast. Let's get to the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of each other. So today, even though it's nice and sunny out in my neck of the woods, I I might have to dive down the rabbit hole. It might get a little dark, uh, but it is interesting uh, and a theory to think about and something that if you're interested in the metaphysical at all, you have to be open-minded to something to some a lot of theories really but i came across this article in popular mechanics which is definitely a reputable magazine and the title is scientist reveals how to escape our simulation okay now a lot of people might think about neo in the matrix right how he escaped with morpheus and trinity cell uh it wasn't exactly a pleasant experience but he got to find out what the real world was about, and the real world was a much tougher, difficult place. Now, for us, in our world, not in the movies, but in the real world, when we die, many people state that there's a light, that they go see their family, that they go see their loved ones, they go through a 360-degree near-death experience uh, review of their life, and they experience all of the events in their life from third-party, second-party fourth party uh, perspectives so that they can see exactly how they affected everyone else which is really interesting so whether you believe that or whether you don't it's totally fine right i'm not here to tell you what to believe i'm just here to, to discuss theories so what i've come across in a few different areas of research is that while the near-death experience seems very pleasant for for many people not that not the dying process you know that that can probably be painful um but the 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 movement from one physical body into the ethereal body and moving forward into the next realm is generally a pleasant experience uh probably in the 90 percentile there are a few that have difficult ones but to tie it back into alien and alien conspiracy what we have heard from different uh, deep researchers that worked for the government, that have worked for uh, their own independent companies, um, doing out-of-body experiences, uh, communicating with entities outside of our physical world, uh, some have stated that we are merely vessels for the aliens, that we are merely an experiment, and that we are controlled after death as well our souls are kind of like their property and they can do with them as they please 
Now, wouldn't it be interesting if they allow us to see this beautiful life after this life where we see our friends and family and and, and there's this 360 degree uh, you know review of our of our life um but what if it's all made up robert monroe the head of the monroe institute who trained many of the uh, remote viewers and psychic spies of um the secret government programs in the 60s 70s 80s um, stated that during one of his out-of-body experiences, he contacted a entity on a, on a high astral plane, um, one of the highest astral planes he had he had gone to, and he found out that this is this is what his truth is: is that he engaged with these people, these entities, and they stated that that this is kind of the case that the, <laughs> that our souls are basically kind of like trapped in a container and. Some species are trying to use our souls for their their good, and some other species are trying to use our souls for their purposes. And that would be very interesting. It would be very sad too. I, I don't. I hope that's not the case. Um, I know many people believe in reincarnation. So, is it possible that we get reincarnated for their purposes, for them to have an understanding, and we're merely part of this like software program? kind of reliving these different or not reliving but living these different lives so that they can understand our thought processes um there's a lot of question marks in that uh but it's interesting to think about now this article in particular talks about or poses the question is it possible to hack our way out of the wrong reality it states for two decades scientists have seriously considered whether we're living in a simulated universe or not Many people, including Elon Musk, believe that we are. Um, is it, so a computer scientist in the University of Louisville uh, tried to figure out if there's a way to hack out of this reality and enter baseline reality. Now, this is interesting because they actually do some experiments, which are kind of, kind of fascinating. Um, so, so far, some of the techniques um, from all the world's religions, along with the immense com- complexity of the Large Hadron Collider, seem to have no effect on our theoretically simulated reality. But one of the things they tried to figure out was, is it possible to kind of force the computer simulation to have an error, a forced error, a hacked error, if you will. Um, and many people have contemplated this. How would you do this? Even going back to 17th century, uh, French philosopher Rene Descartes, uh, tossing around the idea, um, of hacking a simulated reality. So what's interesting is even um, Oxford University had a philosopher named Nick Bostrom who wrote an article, an influential article back in 2003 of the possibility of us being in a simulated reality and it puts the odds of us living in some kind of super advanced alien computer at 20%. So how would we hack this? They, what they did is they continued to uh, explore the boundaries of a possible simulation and how to hack it, including thinking about how video games are hacked, as well as more philosophical meanderings. So how can we hack a video game? You generate an error. How can we do that in our real world? So one of the great thinkers thought of generating an incalculable paradox, stressing the simulation's computational capacity. 
breaking the computer, basically. How can you do that? They thought of using millions of people to meditate at the same time, you know, being in a very deep, deep consciousness of calm, quiet, and serenity, and almost be, you know, kind of, you can become out of body, and so almost disassociating with the body to that point, and then all of a sudden, you know, through through some through someone, you know, leading the rest of the meditators to instantly come out of the meditation and then become extremely active, generating a lot of energy on the planet, right? Generating a lot of energy computational code if we are indeed inside some sort of simulation. That would cause an error if there was enough people on the earth and if the computers could not keep up with it. So there's a couple big ifs, right? Do we have enough people to cause a hack and is it is the system hackable at all? That's a big question. Um, the article admits that there's some compelling bits of evidence uh, and uh, there's some potentially uh, damaging ways uh, of escaping the simulation as well. So what we do here on the planet is we run big computers, large hadron computers uh, to run the Large Hadron Collider. Um, we have also uh, these, there are these humongous black quantum boxes. Um, I believe they're uh, at a university um, in the Ivy League. Could be, could be MIT. Um, but they have these huge, huge boxes that have been, been around for uh, since 2013, like a decade now, um, that they use for quantum calculations. Um, so there was a great movie called The Mandela Effect, uh, and they basically broke that computer to hack back into reality. Sorry if I ruined it a little bit for you, but great movie. You should check it out. So the writer of the article admits that there's that some of these investigations come with some existential risks, and it even posits the possibility that the simulators have have actually rebooted themselves before. Um, with improved security features and then effectively wiping out our collective memory, which is kind of interesting to think about. Um, So, can we take the red pill? Can we take the blue pill? Can we come out of the matrix? Uh, It wasn't very pleasant for Neo, right? He had to, like, you know, rebuild his body and, you know, get it back to, to a healthy state. Could we do that? Sure, we could if that's if that's how the matrix works. But um, it's it's really interesting to think about. You know, it's it's kind of like Schrodinger's cat. You know, or you know, if you have kids, think about your kids. If you're not in the room, you're not getting exposed to the screaming, the yelling, the the uh, whatever's going on in their lives. You're not exposed to it until maybe later you hear about it. Well. Is the cat dead or is the cat alive if you don't open the box? Well, it's both. It's superimposed, right? That's what they call it in quantum mechanics. Um, so, so when we talk about are we in a matrix and how to hack it, how to escape it, well, there's a lot of ways you could probably do that, right? I mean, some people, they unfortunately take the rough way out um, for their family, you know, and, and they, they take themselves out. Um, but then, if you believe in reincarnation, you can come back again. And maybe you have to relive a life that you, you hurt people in. 
you know, that, or you experience the life that, that uh, caused the same amount of pain to your family that you caused. So that's not the best way to do it, right? The, the best way to do it is to live your life the best way that you know how. And we come together and we come together as a society and figure out what the heck it is we're doing here. Scientists have tried to figure it out. Philosophers have tried to figure it out. Doctors of humanities have tried to figure it out. I think, and I have been personally in inside meditation circles uh, where we all hum at the same frequency. And it is a very spiritual experience. And when you do that, it's almost like you're embracing this like collective consciousness. And there's this, there's this energy that's palpable. You can feel it, and you're part of something bigger. Uh, we isolate our when we isolate ourselves. That's when we're alone. That's when we're vulnerable. But when, when we are together, and working on one problem, it's like they say, two heads are better than one. That that great Bill and Ted song, right at the end of Bill and Ted, one, two. I can't remember. I think it's two. Uh, maybe it's one. Who knows? But uh, the more people that we have focused on a particular mission, the better, or the higher the likelihood is that we're going to accomplish it. That's a fact. So if we come together, we make it. We we do a one. What they used to call a one hour of power, where we would all save energy. We all turn off our lights for one hour. They used to do this uh, back in the nineties. Some of you guys might not remember this, um, where everybody in the country or everybody around the globe or whatever the case was would turn off their power for one hour to save energy. Imagine if we all came together for a fraction of that, for 10 minutes even, 15 minutes, half an hour, or even up to an hour. And although not everybody in the world can meditate at the same time, somebody's got to sleep, right? But if you had decent chunk of people, even if you had 20% of people, which would be a lot, it's like what, uh, 1.8 billion or something like that, Um, if you had that many people meditating on health, on love, on the question, why are we here, finding out that answer, and all of our brains working on that same frequency, and then everyone writing it down, it would be interesting to see what comes of that. I think that would be a fascinating experiment to, to conduct and see what happens. Um, I also think that it would be fascinating to have that be a target for a remote viewer. What happens when we die? Not only that, but make a target for... And when I, when I say targets, keep in mind, I, I mean, I'm... I'm well, well, you know, research into this, and maybe I forget some people may not be. In remote viewing, a one scientist or participant writes down a target, folds it up, puts it in an envelope, and then puts it up on a shelf in a different room, okay? They're not even in the same room as, as a remote viewer. And they might write, like, a letter on it, like, I don't know, A, B, C, D, whatever, some, some random number. And then they'll, they'll tell the next researcher... Have the participant find out more information about envelope A, B, C, D. The remote viewer, remote views that envelope, remote views the answers to those envelopes, and basically it's a meditation. They're meditating into a higher level of consciousness, tapping into these powers that we all have, and then trying to figure out the answers.
And remote viewer number one, Joseph McMonagall, talks about this all the time. He's got tons of books out about how successful they were. Well, I'd like to find out what the next step is. Can we ask a remote viewer, are we part of an alien supercomputer? Are we stuck in a merry-go-round of souls reincarnating for forever? Are we, is there a heaven or is there some sort of next plane where we exist and, and we are free to make our own decisions? Or are we really trapped by an alien species on this merry-go-round? It would be fascinating to find out what, what a group of remote viewers working independently on independent envelopes, just totally separate envelopes with different codes, come up with for that answer. So, I guess I've given myself the next task, trying to find out if any remote viewers have done this. So I will try to find that out and bring it back to you. But anyway, guys, I wanted to share something with you. I thought it was an interesting article. I thought it was an interesting idea, combining two ideas together there. And uh, see what you thought. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, having a fantastic evening, wherever you are, uh, taking care of yourself spiritually, physically, emotionally, following through on your hobbies and goals and your dreams. Uh, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. But really... Take time to think about this. It's an interesting aspect. And we'll be back. Lockdown Universe out. <laughs>